Hello, Susanna. Hello, Tammy. How are you? I'm terrific. Welcome to Tammy for a change. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so excited, excited to have a conversation with you. Me too. Very excited. I'm glad this worked out for us. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> so if you could, since you were referred to me by a mutual acquaintance, Tam Bayou, I believe. And if you could just tell the listeners and myself a little about yourself. Yeah, for sure. I'm Susanna. I'm a registered dietitian and a headache nutritionist. And I am also very passionate about therapeutic fasting for kind of healing the head. And I mean, so many other aspects of other areas of the body as well. Um, and yeah, I, I just focus mostly on headache nutrition because of Oops, I think we're having some technical difficulties here. Hello? Oh, can you hear me again? Yeah, uh, I can. I don't know what happened oh, there. The, uh, the screen went black and then I had to kind of sign in again. So I don't know if that oh, happens normally. Yeah. No, I, it shouldn't. Um, hmm. Maybe we'll just start over. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I could cut this out too. Um, well, it's probably easier to just start over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will do that. <laughs> All right. It seems to be working now. So yeah, I'll just, we'll just go ahead and start from welcome to Tammy for a change then. All right. Sure. Hello, Susan. Welcome to Tammy for a change. Hi, Tammy. Nice to meet you. Yes. It's good to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you. Me as well. <laughs> so if you could, you were referred to me by Tambay Yu, an acquaintance of ours, who is also part of the Unbelievable Freedom series. And if you could just tell myself and the listeners a little about yourself. Yes, I'm Susanna Juteau. I am a registered dietitian and a headache nutritionist. And I also am very passionate about um, intermittent fasting just for healing the body and for healing the brain and that's why I did one of the workbooks in the Unbelievable Freedom series uh, that was published back in March now so um, yeah just so much around around fasting has helped with my own headaches and uh, helps so many people just get that freedom from different health conditions going on. So that's what led me to kind of be passionate about this uh, area along with my own kind of health struggle with, with my brain and my headaches. Sure. Uh, Could yeah. you, um, so what is the name of your book, Susan, Susanna? It's called Fasting with Fervor. Fasting with it's, Fervor. Okay. Yeah, the, work, the workbook is, yeah. All right. And hmm. can you just expound a little bit? We'll talk about um, what you had going on, but could you expound a little bit on what a headache nutritionist is? Yeah, so anyone who deals with regular headaches or with migraines, a lot of uh, relief comes from looking into diet at a deep level. So figuring out what foods are triggering 
your headaches that is very unique to each individual. So it all depends on what foods are causing inflammation in your body and to slowly eliminate or not slowly, but cut out those foods. And then there's quite a few um, tactics around uh, nutrient balancing to make sure that headaches kind of stay at bay for long periods. And then fasting on top of that also really helps kind of cure the head and and give people a lot of relief from, from migraines. So that's what the, the headache nutritionist is all about, is helping people uh, get through those paths. Amazing. I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. faster too. So <laughs> I awesome. love intermittent fasting. Been Good. For about a year. Uh, it was a year in May, May, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay, good. The, yeah. for, for me, it's been two years now. And it's just uh, allowed me to get off all headache medications. So it's, it's one of the tools that I use along with all of the nutrition knowledge that I have. I also have a background in neuroscience. So just the combination of and my personal experience uh, really helps me kind of connect with people and help them get to their their next level of where they control their headaches rather headaches controlling them and controlling their lives sure 100 percent. oh my goodness mm-hmm. so can you talk a little bit about um what happened with your headaches and how that all happened i was fascinated when i read your story yeah so in 2013 i I had, um, I hit my head skiing and it, it was just, it was just a little bump. It wasn't anything um, significant, but a few days later I started getting headaches. And so the doctors just kind of assumed it was a concussion, even though I said it wasn't like a hard hit or anything. And, but with a concussion, usually your symptoms like state plateau or get better. And with, for me, headaches just kept getting worse and worse. So this became a real red flag. And they eventually uh, did an MRI on me and learned that I had a brain tumor the size of a ping pong ball that was pressing on my brainstem. And the brainstem is the center of life. So if it was to press any further, um, I could have easily passed away. And so they operated very quickly. Meanwhile, my my headaches were just so debilitating that I could no longer work um, and just wasn't functional at all. Always had to kind of sleep and rest. And I was given this hope that the surgery would bring me right back to normal and all the headaches would go away because that of course is the, the main debilitating side effect that I was experiencing. And after the surgery, um, even months after I should have, um, kind of been that my brain was repaired from the surgery because they give kind of usually two months and people can return back to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I was still not functional and I was having uh, migraines like light sensitivity and just constant daily headaches. And this lasted for many years uh, where oh, gosh. I eventually got to the point that I could control them with my with my diet and with medication, but I was always at the point that I, I just really wanted to be off those medications because of course all medications kind of really slow you down and you get that mental fog of being on medication, let alone the weight gain that most medications cause. So 
I kept looking for an alternative solution and kind of went back to my own nutrition knowledge and neuroscience knowledge and got really intrigued into the, in the fasting world. And um, initially started using intermittent fasting as a tool where I was fasting for 16 to 18 hours a day, didn't notice much difference. So um, anecdotally heard that the longer period of autophagy that I'm in, the more likely I can cure myself from different, uh, like autoimmune conditions, or in my case for, for migraine relief. And once I extended my fasting window and did that twice a week, I was was able to cut my migraine medications in half by four weeks and was off all medications completely by eight weeks. Wow. Yeah. So what, what is your extended fast? Uh, my golden point is 24 hours twice a week. And when I help people with this, that it's usually around that or 24 to 36 hours that we find is a pretty good kind of sweet spot to do that twice a week. Sure. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I just did a 41. So. <laughs> oh, wow. So, good for you. That's I just, a, yeah, I just good chunk wanna, of time. I need to start throwing in a, a longer one um, at least once a week um, because I'm just not experiencing the weight loss anymore. And I want to kick that into gear again. So um, mm -hmm. I decided to start doing a couple long ones a week again. Okay. I kind of got away from that during COVID and found the almost found the COVID-19 only in pounds. <laughs> right. As so many people have experienced. Yes. Yes, exactly. But I think, I think I'm finally on the downhill. I'm starting to head back down now. So that's good. Yeah. The first three months of COVID were, I think, a shock to everyone's system where um, a lot went, a lot went sideways. Like quite a few, my morning headaches returned only because like the main reason for me is that exercise is an, another huge component. And sure. when uh, with COVID hitting, I just couldn't do exercise to the same level. And uh, that was a big change for me. So because oh, headaches yeah. really I are just totally like so multifactorial. So. Yeah. Oh, I, I mm -hmm. can totally see that if I don't exercise. I mean, I just feel like my whole day is thrown off if I don't get up and exercise every morning. Yeah. Yeah, the morning routine is key. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I was, I always ask um, everyone a certain set of questions, but I kind of want to go back to um, what, what was your doctors thinking of when, when you were telling them, okay, I'm still, it's months after the surgery, it's years after the surgery, and I'm still having these horrible headaches. What were they attributing it to? Well, it's kind of the typical doctor experience for anyone who does experience migraines is kind of a shrug of the shoulders and uh, here, let's try this medication. So they have, they have no idea. They, they don't know what it stems from. Um, the best I can get from my own research is just that the migraine um, pathway was triggered and it's pretty hard to get off that once you're on it. So it's, it's similar to, uh, though I don't believe I actually suffered from a concussion, it's similar to the concussion idea is that you have a headache bucket where you can fill it with different triggers. And most people have a very large bucket where they might get a headache here and there. But those who are kind of born with a smaller size bucket genetically 
are much more prone to getting regular headaches and to getting migraines. And something like a concussion just hits, it, it's a hit on the head where your headache bucket becomes a much smaller size. Wow. So, so it's kind of the same idea here is that the, um, whether it was the hit on the head from skiing or whether it was just the surge. Yeah. Huh. I, I went through a period of time, um, where I got migraines and it was just a very short period of time, thankfully. Um, but wow. I mean, before I'll be totally honest with everyone before mm-hmm. I got a migraine, I really thought it was just cause I had headaches. I, I had experienced headaches most of my life and I think it's just sinus stuff or whatever, but, um, okay. I had, headaches most of my life off and on and I honestly just thought it was a bad headache that people couldn't handle (laughs) right and until I got one and I sometimes say I think that's why I got one so I could realize that that's not the case they're completely different absolutely it really helps you empathize with with anyone who does suffer from migraine disorder because it is just so debilitating that you really can't get through your day at all those really bad yes those bad days it's just there's absolutely nothing you can do and as much as you try to fight through the ones that aren't as bad it's it's it really affects our entire lives and work performance and connection to family and um, and just that trickle down effect is that it affects every single aspect of our lives. I can totally empathize with that because Mm -hmm. when, you know, like I said, mine were short lived, but even in the short time that I had them, I mean, you couldn't do anything. It was just, it just stopped everything. Right. And, and then the other part of it, the part that people don't probably talk about very often is even after I quit having them, every time I would start to get a slight headache after that, you tense up and get scared that, oh no, mm-hmm. here comes another one. <laughs> so then Absolutely. You have that, that you're dealing with all the time too, even if it's not a migraine. Right. That fear that comes with it because you don't want your life to have to stop for three days yeah. while you're, while you're getting through the migraine. It's uh yeah, there's definitely an intense fear. And as soon as you, you get that headache, then you want to prevent it from, from getting worse because right. often when you do have a migraine, then nothing helps. So you have yeah. to take something before it progresses to that point. So yeah, it's, it's very challenging. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that you, are you completely migraine free now that you started fasting? I am. Oh, I am completely migraine free. Yes. That's yes, awesome. I do have to make sure that I still do my, I, I have to fast twice a week. Like I've tried to push it a little bit, um, especially over like Christmas holidays and stuff and say, oh, you know, I can go four days in between. And, and it's just, it's not the case. The, the headaches come, come right back. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Intermittent fasting. It's quite the, um, it's such a medicine for so many different things. I shouldn't even say mm-hmm. medicine, but it's just a solution to so many things. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, healing, healing our bodies from within. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. So tell me, Susanna, what do you do to lift yourself and lift others? Well, to lift myself is to 
give time and space to just think and relax and just be at peace with myself. And, you know, with the stress of our daily lives, we often just don't sit down and give our, our, ourselves that space, especially anyone who has young kids, as I do. I have a three and a five-year-old. So it's so easy to always go, go, go. And we all have these long, long lists of to-dos. So to just actually sit and reflect. And for me, the, um, just a morning routine really starts out the day right by, uh, I, I go for a morning walk, get my melatonin right down to zero. And then I, I do some kind of deeper breath work nice. and meditation. And then my, my girls wake up and, and the whole day is uh, busy, busy from there. <laughs> and then um, lifting other people up is, is kind of encouraging them to do the same thing. Taking what, like really encouraging people to find what are their passions, what are some ways that they can sit and reflect and finding that way that they can really connect with themselves and feel aligned with their bodies. So for some people, it might be yoga, for others, meditation, for others, even simple reading or going for a walk. And then um, for me, it's really important to pass that down to my kids too. So it starts at this young age of three and five that they can start doing, you know, some deep breathing or just silent reflection or, um, you know, going, having time to themselves and not always like feeling that need, that need to be stimulated. So for me, it really starts at, at home and, and teaching my girls to, to do some deeper breath work and, and then encouraging all of my clients to do the same and make sure that they have that space to, to have some downtime and um, make sure that we're not as, as stressed as, as we could be in finding all the ways to kind of declutter the mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. As you, as you are meeting with your clients and, you're getting into your own space and what do you see as the change the world needs the most right now? What lays heavy on your heart, Susanna, of what the world needs the most of right now? Oh gosh. The I know world... it's a lot. It's a big question. Yeah, it is a big question. I'm, I'm sure I could come up with a different answer every, uh, every day even, but I feel it needs compassion and understanding of, of others and just like spreading the love and feeling that love. Like you can communicate love to others in a nonverbal way, just by walking down the street and giving a nod, giving a smile, especially now with COVID it's uh, I mean, we can't even pass each other on the sidewalk. And for the most part, as at least here in Silicon Valley, we, we all have masks on when we're walking on the sidewalk. So even just, you know, taking that, that second to say hello and, and giving them energetically love um, and spreading that around to everyone and oh, absolutely that empathy and compassion and just understanding that we're all in different places and we all have different backgrounds and different looks like a different look on the world and we're all going to disagree on some things but in the end we can all um reflect and listen 
and and be compassionate. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Just today, I saw a woman. I had my mask on. She had her mask on, and I smiled and said hello. And she said, uh, she said hello, and then she said, "I could tell you were smiling." <laughs> that's so, so cute. cute. Yes. Yeah, so nice yeah, that little crinkle of the eyes, it and was, and that's yeah. enough to really lift someone up, especially. Because right now, I mean, the mental health is is tricky, f- even for those who who suffer less from uh, from mental health. It's like the mood, and um, we're all, I think, a bit down on our spirits overall. And just giving that, you know, that little smile to someone on the street might might make a difference in their day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah and absolutely. and reaching out to people as much as possible too. Like just making that time in the day to to call a friend and to call a family member, even if they haven't called you in a while. It's, we all really appreciate that that time to connect to others, um, and that's really being being generous to yeah. others is is to reach out and and have that time for connection. Yeah, that's great. Love that. Do you participate in random acts of kindness, Susanna, other than just trying to lift others and trying to teach your clients and your children good things? Uh, I try to. I random. I guess I don't always look at it as random. It's it's kind of ingrained in in my nature. And, sure, sure. But yes, it's so important to you know. It, those random acts of kindness that sometimes we, we don't even need to label, but it's like reaching out to a neighbor or those, the smile on the street, to me, that's a random act of kindness. Or, Definitely. you know, it doesn't, uh, I think often when, when people um, hear about random acts of kindness that we think of the financial component, sure. at, at least I, I've thought that way in the past, that it's like, well, maybe I'm not in a financial place to, to pay for the person's Starbucks behind me. But random acts of kindness is such a, a much more like bigger world in that it's really in every action that we do in the day. It's like, how can we serve others based on just our own knowledge? What can we share with others? Is it, um, can we can we help people in a Facebook group? Can we, to me, um, calling a family member and calling a friend, those are random acts of kindness. And, and just doing everything we can to serve others without expecting something in return um, is, is to me the biggest random act of kindness. I, yeah, I love that so much. I see off sometimes on Facebook, I will see someone post something like, you know, I'm done doing things for people. And then when I need something, they never do it for me. And, and I think, well, if you did it because you were hoping for them to do something for you, you did it for the wrong reason anyway. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm exactly. Sorry, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you because if you know it's you should be doing it out of the goodness of your heart and you know it's it goes into so many different facets but you know as as you're trying to help someone hopefully you never 
not you, Susanna, but I'm just saying in the world, hopefully we never decide that the only reason to do something like that is so that we get something in return. That's the wrong reason to do something helpful or something kind or something generous. Absolutely. And I think it's easy to kind of go to that space and not really catch ourselves doing it. It's like, oh, well, I, I called her last time. So it's her time to, it's her turn to call me or, oh, maybe she's mad at me or she's too busy for me. Or like, we often kind of catch ourselves in those conversations about friends or about family members. And really when we're reaching out to someone, then, then the ball's in their tennis court and they can, you know, they can respond or not, but you're doing that act of, of reaching out and just showing them that you're thinking about them. And maybe they are really busy at that time and they have other things going on in their life, but it's just that act of saying, you know what, I'm thinking of them and I'm going to give them a call or, or I'm going to, you know, it can be as simple as a, a text message and just saying, Hey, I'm thinking about you, or I appreciate you, or remember that, that little memory. And it really just uplifts someone in their day. And it's those little, little acts that, that really accumulate over time and come back to you when so, you're really there to serve. So much so. And I believe that too. I believe that if your if your heart is in the right place, your intentions are in the right place, you you are overwhelmed with how much that comes back to you. It comes back to you, you know, ten, a hundredfold. It's just amazing how that works. That's not mm-hmm. why you're doing it. If that's not why you're doing it and your intentions are pure, I just believe that it comes back to you so strongly and so many times. Absolutely. I believe the same. The energy that you put out comes back and rewards you for, for just not having any ultimatums or anything or any expectations. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that kind of, you know, looking at, well, it's kind of what we what we tell ourselves also, you know, like you said, well, she didn't call me and I called her last and whatever, you know, it's, it kind of goes right along with my next question is, you know, how do you know what's going on in that person's life? Maybe, maybe they're depressed. Maybe they have a bazillion things going on. Maybe they forgot that you were the last one to call and they're thinking the same thing. And what, what story do you need to tell yourself to make you realize you know, it doesn't, nobody's keeping score. You don't have to keep score. (laughs) It's just, it's just a friendship or it's just a family member. And it's just an act that might brighten their day. And if that's the only reason, that's reason enough. And what do you do, Susanna, to keep yourself from comparing yourself to others? What are your strategies that you use? Susanna? Oh, did I lose you? My friends, if you are looking for a book to help you, to inspire you, to help boost you to the next level, check out my book, Do More, Be More, Lessons for Living Life Uplifted. I'm excited about this book and I hope that if you find you like it or it helps you in any way, 
that you share it with someone else. Pay it forward. Have a great day, friends. Try to keep yourself from comparing yourself to others because comparison is the thief of joy after all. Absolutely. Yeah, no, such a such a huge um, area to always be aware of and to think about. Um, and I'd say my best strategy is to not go on social media for the most part, but that's not always <laughs> practical. Um, so I, I just like to think of everyone has their story. Everyone has something that they have had a challenge with in their lives. And we are all going through the same thing. So, so when I think of the world that way, I find it's just like no one is better than anyone else. And we're all going through it together and we can all work together to lift other people up and them lift us up in return. And it's just, um, if anything, getting to know those people even better that I, that I do feel, you know, like, oh, wow, they're so successful. What are they doing differently or something? Then it's just even having a conversation with them and realizing that, hey, we're all in the same boat and we're all learning from each other. Um, yeah, I'd say that's kind of the main way that I compare, don't compare myself to others. Yes. You know, I, I interviewed a girl um, I'm not sure which number she was, but anyway, we talked about the same thing. And she mentioned that she actually had battled um, depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no, meeting this girl, I would have never guessed that. And I just think it's so, it was so brave of her to talk about that. But it's a good reminder for all of us that like you said, everybody has their own battles. Everybody has their own struggles. And you don't know just because they're the outgoing one or the smiley one, you don't know what struggles they have going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of not to say that, you know, that's a reason to think that you're, everybody's on the same playing field or anything like that, but it's true. We are all in this together we all have our own battles our own struggles and the best thing to do is try to remember that as we as we meet people as we talk to people as we work with people as people um, serve us in restaurants or stores all the time you know yeah I I love this kind of visual that I think of every once in a while but if I I once saw a picture where it was a bunch of people in a crowd and they all had these different bubbles above their head. So some had an exclamation mark, some had, you know, a, a, a picture of a lightning bolt or a bomb or a happy face. And it's like, we're all going through different, um, experiences in the moment, but also when we think back to our, our whole childhood and our life that we've all go, gone through different periods of hardship. And we, we all really do have a unique story. And as soon as you get to know someone, you kind of, um, when you have some deeper conversations and past the surface level that you can kind of get a sense that we, we do all have our, you know, insecurities or, or times when we're less confident and, 
that's just kind of human nature and to take that as, as this is a part of it. And with that, it's, it's just easier to not compare is that we're all, we're all in it together and we're, it's, it's kind of all beautiful, the journeys that we're all on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it kind of, what we started talking about at the beginning of all this is your migraines, your headaches, and a headache mm-hmm. doesn't show. It's not something somebody can look at you and go, oh, Susanna has a headache today. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they probably can if they know you well enough. They can look at your eyes and see that you're in pain or whatever. But just to look at you walking down the street, they probably don't wouldn't have recognized that. And mm-hmm. what, a, what a good way to portray that we all have things going on that may not show <laughs> that you don't know anything about, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a great point is that there are so many conditions that are completely invisible and yeah, it comes back to really just empathizing with everyone where they're at as best as we can. Yeah. And, and I think too, it's, it's important to remember you know, there's probably been times when, as my listener, for my listeners, as you yourself were in a crowd and your head bubble was not what was going on at the time, you probably had something else, some other Mm -hmm. story playing in your head or some other concern or something, you know, that, that could keep you from being in the moment of where you actually were. And it's just good for us to remember that as we're meeting anybody, as we come in contact with anyone, or as our country goes through all of these things. You know, right now, we've talked about it before on here that we seem to be going through this time in our world where it seems like it's so important to be right or wrong. If you're wrong, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're, if I'm right, that means you got to be wrong where <laughs> yeah. maybe it's just your perspective or how you feel that day or what you went through when you were a child or to give you a different perspective. And I think we need to let go <clears throat> now more than other, uh, now more than ever of that whole right or wrong, left or right, red or blue, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it, you know, it's time to let go of all that and realize that it's just a different point of view. That's all. It yeah. Is. You don't and the first step is to, the first step is just to catch ourselves in those self-righteous mo- moments because we all have them, but it's yeah. to like catch ourselves and then instead switch to being like inquisitive. So it's, it's really great to kind of ask a question to get a bit deeper into the why do they think that way? And through through active listening and, and questions, we can kind of um, have a real conversation rather than it getting heated and saying that right or wrong perspective of like, no, you're wrong. And uh, I'm not going to talk to you anymore kind of thing because right. we're on different pages. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, do, where can we get where can we find your book? Is it on Amazon? Is there any other things that you want us to places that people can reach you, Susanna? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you can find me. At, so it's headachenutritionist.com or same thing on Facebook and, and Instagram. 
but for the book, the Fasting with Fervor book, that would be found on Amazon. So it's a workbook. Uh, it's the 30, 30 days of, um, it's kind of an action plan of getting to a point where it's, it's mainly for people who have already done fasting and is connecting to how the fasting is affecting your body, even if you're not seeing kind of results right away. It's like, how is it affecting your body both at like a microscopic level, but especially at the mindset level. Um, so there's kind of 30 days of, of just different action steps to really connect with, with how fasting is, is affecting the body. And that's the workbook. And then since writing that workbook, I've really pivoted to, to focus completely on headache nutrition. So anyone who does deal with regular headaches or migraines, then um, to find me at headache nutritionist would be great. That's great. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Awesome. So I just have a couple more questions for you. Um, <laughs> one is, do you have any questions for me, Susanna? Well, I am intrigued about your workbook as well. Can you tell me a quick synopsis sure. before so I, <laughs> I purchase one for myself? Yeah, sure. So mine is Do More, Be More, Lessons for Living a Life Uplifted. And it's it's like a workbook as yours is and basically it walks through some stories and some ways to apply different lessons I've learned to live your life more uplifted and joyful and and it's it's inspired by my sister who passed when she was 39 and I just wanted to honor her and leave a legacy that hopefully she would be proud of amazing wow that's that's a great way to remember her by. So, and then I also have a book called um, "Take My Advice." I don't use it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually I love it, before, but I've re-released it. So that one is out in the world too. And that's cute. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so I've got a few things brewing. I, I'm always my mind's just always going. So I've got. A oh yeah. The, the new ideas are always coming, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's choosing what to act on next. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, awesome. And then my last thing, Susanna, is just you have a platform. And is there anything that you want to talk about that I haven't asked you about? Um, I, I don't think so. I mean... We, we've kind of given the, the, the overview. Uh, I guess one other thing that I often just go into some, well, not always, but just what are some of the, the mechanisms behind, like how does fasting actually help with headaches? Cause there isn't a lot of people will say, but there isn't any research studies to prove that, but actually there are a lot of research studies just showing that fasting will decrease inflammation and that ketones are an alternative fuel to, to glucose, which really helps with migraines. Um, I can attest to the fact yeah. that, <laughs> that uh, fasting definitely decreases inflammation. Mm. Yes, I have. I have experienced that very much so. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's, there's a lot of evidence around that. And it's just just so effective for for healing the head and the body overall and 
Yeah, and I, I just love that you have this platform and this approach to really lift people up and to have these conversations that for me is different than normal because, I mean, as a dietitian, it, the, our conversations often go kind of the scientific route and sometimes that can be heavy and, and boring for people. So I, I, I've loved this, this chat today to talk oh, about. Oh, that's awesome. I, you took the words out of my mouth, Susanna, because I was going to acknowledge you for being somebody who encourages people to find their passion, even though you are a nutritionist and you're working on the sciencey end of it and things like that and, and having compassion for others and believing and spreading the love and empathy and listening and generosity and raising two, two girls to be the same way. That's a huge job being a mom. And so I just want to acknowledge you for all of that. I think it's awesome. And I really, really, really appreciate you being here with me today. I hope you'll, I hope you'll come back. Thanks so much.